everybody. Today's just not a great day. It's a fabulous day. I get to do what I do best, and that is talk to my podcast guests. My name is Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group, and I've got a real treat today. I've got not only a doctor, I've got the doctor. He knows more about wellness than most people ever forget in a lifetime. His name's Dr. Chalmers. Dr. Chalmers has got a heck of a following and his podcast is taking off Dr. Chalmers Show Insights to Wellness. Thank you, Dr. Chalmers, for stopping by. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'll tell you what, Dr. Chalmers, uh, a little bit of inside baseball for our listeners. I've known you for about a year and a half, almost two years, and I've loved your book, Pillars of Wellness. And I mean, I've also was a patient of yours when uh, I had a uh, heart problem and came in and you said you got to get detoxed detox, detox. And I went through your process. I felt a lot better. And I'm a believer in wellness, Dr. Chalmers. Well, it's it's the biggest way to go. And it's always funny to me because people they always ask me like, well, what, what, what do you mean by wellness? It's the highest quality of life you can have for the longest right. quantity of time. And right. so we talk a lot about anti-aging and stuff like that. And people go, well, how much of what you do is anti-aging? And I say, all of it. All the things I do are anti-aging because we're going to do hormones. We're going to clean up your organs. We're going to feed your organs so they're going to be the healthiest they can be for the longest journey of time. So, you know, it's one of those things that trees, oak trees can live hundreds of years, but if you don't feed them right, they die. And so body's the same way, but it's not just, am I going to live to 80? Are you going to enjoy it? If your life sucks from 45 to 80, do you really want to live that long? No. So that's, that's the whole premise. Now, you started out uh, in having your football in your book. You talk about you started out when you said, hey, wait a minute, there's got to be a better way. You've And then I've been able to watch you as you go through this. And it's you get so passionate on your podcast. You you believe not only do you believe it, you've had so many other people that you've saved like me and you had all these other things. You and I were chit-chatting before this and this disaster that happened up there. Uh, for energy, my podcast listeners, you know, the, the podcast is Energy Newsbeat. And energy, we cover the entire gamut of energy. What happens about energy? You haul energy on trains. You haul, you haul gas. You haul all kinds of things across the United States. Pipelines are better than trains. And we're going to talk about what is going on because everybody was saying, how bad is it, Dr. Chalmers? There was a hundred, it's a 150 long train. There are 50 that were derailed. And then there were 50 with vinyl. Um, chloride. Thank you. Bless you. And, and now what is that? And tell us how bad is it, Dr. Chalmers? So a lot of people are familiar with polyvinyl chloride or PVC. PVC is right. a resin. It's inert. It's super cool. Your water is fine in PVC pipes. It's great. Right. Stuff. Vinyl chloride is highly reactive. It's extremely toxic. And just the smallest amount will do all sorts of bad things to you. So we're looking at nervous system issues. It shuts down your body's ability to just function. Then you stop breathing and you die. So if you're in it and you're breathing it, it's pretty toxic from that standpoint. But the biggest thing that we run into, you want to die from this stuff. You don't want to live with it. Because the problem is that this causes all sorts of cancers. It'll actually create what's called acro uh, osteolysis. Basically, the tips of your fingers, the bones dissolve into nothing. And so you're you're just with these fleshy flat pads at the end, damages all kinds of things. It creates a blood vessel damage that is similar to Renaud's syndrome. So people walk around and it's 100 degrees outside and their hands are freezing cold. This causes that, causes the same thing in the legs. It causes the same thing in the feet. It's, It's 
Wait, okay, I'm frightened right now, and I, I'm all these miles away. Now, you're talking about the vinyl chlorine, right? Yep, vinyl chlorine, yep. This thing blew up with five full cars. Yep. And then they burned it, and it went into the air, right? Yes. So it, you, what you're describing is only in that area. Is that correct, or is this now? No, 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 no. So what happens is that it gets it gets vaporized, but it doesn't right. burn off. Like it's not like you're burning it; and it's going away as right. it comes up in the air. You have all sorts of different things that the, that the fly, fire is now made it into. It is now going to be picked up by the wind and carried all over the place. But here's the problem: where where it crashed in Ohio is that there's a bunch of river systems that are there that feed into at the end of the day the Mississippi. So all of the United States is going to start drinking this stuff soon, but not just the one from uh, from Ohio. The one in Arizona that leaves out the nitric acid, that one is also hypertoxic, and that one's going to be blown all over the place as well. So we're all going to get to start dealing with this, and one of the only ways we're going to be able to get it out of the water is with reverse osmosis filtration, and our city systems don't do that. They won't. So we, we're going to all get to either get reverse osmosis for our homes, drink only bottled water, and shower in bottled water, and brush your teeth, and cook your food, and do everything with bottled water, because this isn't a bacteria that you can boil out of water. This is a chemical that we're going to have to somehow figure out how to pull out. So it's oh, going to be really tough. I saw the video on Twitter of someone boiling water, and it was foam. And yeah. they said they can't boil it clean. That makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends. the reason that you can boil things out, one, if it's a living organism, boiling water will kill it to a large degree. Most things will die in boiling water. The, the other side is that uh, depending on what the melting point or the vapor point of the chemical is, if it's, if it's a lower vapor point than water, when you boil it, you make it more concentrated because the water leaves, but the chemical stays. So smokes. Yeah, that's the problem. So here's the other issue with that. Let's say that you've got a bunch of water and a little bit of chemical sitting in a tank. As the sun heats that tank and you get natural evaporation, you know what you don't get? You don't get evaporation of the chemical. So it becomes more and more concentrated. So here's the next thing about that. All the food, all the chickens, all the cows, all the grain, all the plants and vegetables, all that stuff is now going to get this stuff raining back down and literally raining back down. With all of the rain. So, good. Does vinyl chloride, when it mixes with water, become hydrochloric acid? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. However, there's a bunch of hydrogen chloride that is all over the place that can mix with water and become hydrochloric acid. Uh, because because uh, because the chlorine fraction, all it needs to become hydrochloric acid is hydrogen or water. And so, if chlorine gas gets mixed into water, you're gonna have hydrochloric acid. My head just exploded, boss. Holy well, smokes. That would be the best option. The best thing that could happen is that it becomes hydrochloric acid, rains down as acid, and is denatured as it hits. That's actually the best thing we could hope for. It'll destroy all cars, buildings, people, animals, but it'll just be done. That's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is these toxins are going to be swirled around. They're going to rain down. Right. They're going to get into all of our food. They're going to get into all of our, our the soil that's not going to be continually growing. One of the reasons that people talk about how nightshades are so bad in this country isn't because nightshades are bad. It's because they're vine grown. 
And so anything that's sprayed on them, anything that's in the air, so you're talking about eggplants, tomatoes, peppers, things like that, they absorb whatever hits the vine. So if this chemical lands on the vine of these type of plants, it's going to be pushed right into the fruit, which is what we eat. So we're, we're, in a, we're about to be in a real bad place food-wise. Um, the badness is there. We saw the mushroom cloud, Dr. Chalmers. That thing was horrible. I even yep. saw a picture of somebody flying over it. And there was this gigantic, for my, for my podcast listeners, I'm holding my hands up, and there was a dark, hideously dark circle, and then it was white, where that plume was going up. I mean, yeah, so was- the upside is that with that fire, we're going to get some denaturation of some of these chemicals. We're going to get some things that are bad, that are, that are worse, that are kicked up. Those, you know, the, those, the, as, you, as you oxidize certain things, they get worse. Some of this stuff is going to stay because as it heats up, it's just going to carry it higher. So we're going to have all kinds of different things. It's not just going to be vinyl chloride. It's going to be, you know, heated vinyl chloride. It's going to be mixed with whatever else chemicals were there. Because unless those trucks were just pure vinyl chloride, which they might have been, anything else that was there is going to be mixed in there. If there's diesel fuel, if there's anything else that was burning, we're going to have all these things that are are going to be secondary issues. They're going to be even worse. Four of the other tankers involved in the derailment were carrying at least four other different chemicals. Ethylene glycol, I can't even, Dr. Chalmers, I went to OSU and you know that. I can't even (laughs) say this. Ethylene glycol monucleate ether, ether lexyl acrylate, and isobutane and butyl accelerate. Okay, so all those are highly flammable. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, yeah. So, but I don't know what those chemicals will all mix together if you put them into a fire. And here's the other fun thing about chemistry. If you put certain chemicals into a 300 degree fire, they right. become something different than a thousand degree fire. And so I don't know what that, that mix that mix is going to burn at. Now it could possibly have burnt hot enough to destroy some of this stuff. But the problem is just because you quote unquote destroyed the chemical doesn't mean you didn't make something more toxic as it comes out. So them thinking that you can burn your way out of this may not have done anything but make it worse. Correct. Now here's the thing: it would have it would have cleaned it up faster because if they're because what they said was that they set it on fire so that it would clean up faster. You can get the rails going again faster if you burn it all off and carry away the chard and don't have to deal with the mixture. But what like one of the other ones, like so like nitric acid, uh, is very very flammable, and when you burn it, it becomes. Uh, nitric monoxide, which is highly deadly if you breathe it. So this is the Arizona one. And the problem, the biggest problem with, with these is that the safe level to breathe nitric acid right. is exactly. below where you can smell it. So there's a, there's a gap where, so like, wow. for instance, the, 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 what they call the 10 minute AEGL is 0.16 parts per million. You can't smell it at that level. So there's a point where it's between safe and super bad for you, where you can't even smell it. So it's going to be bad, but you can't smell it. And you're going to be breathing it for however long you're around. Wow. And so, yeah, that one causes respiratory issues as well. Cardiovascular function, all sorts of things. So both of these are not good chemicals to be around. And they're not good in very small quantities. Very small. Oh. From a health perspective, what can uh, uh, Palestine is only five thousand people, but this is going to uh, uh, fifteen states is what yeah. I'm, I'm hearing. Yep, yeah, you're going to you're going to see depending on where the wind blows, this is going to be blown over a lot of people, and we're going to see you know liver cancer is a really big one with some of these things. 
Um, and so that's going to be the biggest thing that you're kind of going to notice is that the cancers and things like that are going to go up. So it's that's going to be the problem. It's a big carcinogen. All of those are carcinogens, correct? Correct. Yes. Wow. Now, when you're doing a TED talk next week, right? Correct. Correct. What are you talking about on the TED talk? Uh it is my opinion, uh, and with research that I've personally done and research that we have all over the place, that we can take a massive dent into the opioid epidemic that we have right now if we use cannabis as a pain uh, relief. If we replace opioids with cannabis, we can uh, greatly reduce addiction and death. And so that's what my TED Talk is about. Well, after you get cancer after this train wreck, you're going to need pain relief. That's that's fact. Well, tell us a, a little bit about what you're talking about with that, because we have the border crisis, we have fentanyl coming in, we have opioids over prescription. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the opioids while I got you during your time here. Let us know what opioid addiction problems are and how do you think this is going to solve it? Well, the, 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 the problem with the opioid issue is that the, the politicians wanted to throw it back on the doctors. And all right. You know, who's writing the scripts? Well, the doctors are. But guess what? Right. It's the only thing we got. Right now, opioids are your choice. If you're hurting, you kind of got an opioid and, and not a whole lot of other options. Right. So so we're going to have to go over the other option. It, my option is cannabis because it doesn't kill you. You can't OD on it. Right. It's not, it's, it's not really addictive. It's always funny to read the research. You're like, people were totally addicted. How'd you ask? Well, we asked them if they wanted to do it again, and they said yes. I'm like, well, that's not that's not addiction. That's that's holy shit. I didn't have any anxiety. I didn't have any stress. I felt awesome. My joints quit hurting. Yeah, I want to do that again. Yeah, that's why everybody likes it. But yeah, yeah. you know, that's like me when I get hit when I'm doing the blacksmith or something. I hit my ham my hand on the hammer and I hit my thumb. Yeah, yeah. You want to do it again? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I had a, a. I was talking to a. One of my buddies who is a, uh, who's a medic, and now he works on uh, addiction issues. And I was like, I go, what do you, what do you think about cannabis being addictive? And he was like, it's not. And I go, why do you say that? And, he is, and what he actually said was, no one sucks dick for cannabis. Nice. And I was like, fair, fair. Yeah, because meth, cocaine, crack, heroin, all the other things, you don't care about anything. You'll do whatever it takes to get it. And nobody does. Nobody likes cannabis that much. And so yeah. I was like, that's that's fair. That's that's yeah. fair. So, uh, but yeah, Hunter was Hunter was more into. I mean, he probably liked it, cannabis, but he also did other things, right? Oh, Biden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's he is the uh, epitome of uh, hold my beer. I'll try anything. So, right. okay, got it. I was just checking on that one. Yeah, now, on on cannabis though, because. I don't know the laws. Uh, Oklahoma's about to vote on some stuff, possibly. Uh, What's going to go Oklahoma, on there? Oklahoma's going to vote on March 7th to okay. go recreational. Um, I hope they get it. Um, I hope I can get my TED Talk out to the guys in Oklahoma so that they can cool. they can see it. Because if they, I think that if people understood the gravity of what was going on and how good cannabis is. I gave it to my son when he had surgery, my 10-year-old. Because I didn't want him to have the opioids, and it worked perfectly. He didn't get high. Everything was fine. So no, whoa, 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 whoa! How did you dispense that to him? Because I'm I'm a neophyte, and you know, I, all I see is what I've been told, and that is you're gonna die. You're gonna become. You're gonna grow a hump on your back. You're gonna just, you know, you're gonna be evil. You know, and and it's like, ooh, you're a pothead. That's not what you're saying. No, no, no. So well, so there's 
you can smoke the what we call the flour. You can smoke flour. They can vape it. But the way that we're dispensing it is we're using what's called a sublingual strip. And so you stick it in your mouth and your tongue and your cheek, and it dissolves into the bloodstream. And as it dissolves into the bloodstream, it delivers everything much, much, much faster. Is that like so, a Listerine strip that I used? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it looks exactly like a Listerine strip. Okay. So yeah. And so that that's what that's what we're using, and it will go in, and you can start, you know utilizing the effects within 10 minutes. So now what did your son have an operation on? Because people are going to yell at me for, you know, saying, hey, wait a minute, I did that to my son. Tell us about that. I'm curious about that. So he had a plate and six screws removed from his arm and they gave him Norco, which is hydrocodone and acetaminophen. And uh, I just didn't want him to take the opioids. And so I cut the strip up into a small piece because the cool thing with the strips is that you can dose them. If 10 milligrams is too much, if you cut it in half, you get exactly five and five. You can't do that with gummies or anything else, but you can do this with the strips. And so we cut it up into small pieces so that he would have, you know, just enough for the pain to go away. And he'd stick it in his in his mouth, you know, suck on it for two seconds. And then, like he said, 10 minutes later, he'd tell me, hey, dad, my arm hurts. And I'd give him a small piece. And 10 minutes later, he'd be like, all right. And he'd go back and read it. And he was fine. So this is, wow. this is, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, this is, I've used it. So my mom broke her sternum. My 70-year-old mom broke her sternum in a car wreck. All I gave her were the strips. And the funny thing is, she goes, not only does it make my pain go away, but it helps relax me. And so it helps me breathe. Because remember, if you break your sternum, you can't breathe. Every breath you take, your ribs have to move. So if your sternum's wow. broken, it hurts to breathe. And so that was that was a big piece. Um, my 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 office manager, my personal assistant, um, she broke her toe moving boxes. We gave some to her. I've used it for herniated discs. We've given it to people for migraines. It's knocked all this stuff out. Okay, no addiction. It's controllable from a standpoint of accurate dosing. Yep. Let from a medical standpoint, you got my curiosity up because if you can pull this off, how many lives would we save by getting rid of the? opioid addiction and it also clean up society without having the cartels bringing all this in or having that kind of stuff well um, so what we're looking at get people off of opioids and and that how do you do that well so the research shows that 64 percent of the time you can replace opioids with cannabis and have zero loss and pain modulation so basically 64 percent of the time i give you cannabis instead of opioids you don't know the difference um yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow. That's so true. yeah, that's pretty that's pretty solid. Um, so we can just start giving these people strips. Now, the fun thing is that if you mix a little bit of cannabis with a little tiny bit of opioids, it greatly increases the strength of the opioid, but doesn't give you any of the addiction or death issues. So we can actually take these strips and put a little bit of cannabis and a little bit of opioids on them, and we're good. And so there's a lot of fun that we can start doing with this if we would just decide that it's going to be somewhat legal, like legal for medical purposes. Right. Now, this sounds too good to be true, Dr. Chalmers. I know um, the fact that we've we've had this and we've been pushing against it for 50 years, 60 years. However, right. it's been the solution to our opioid epidemic. I don't know how we've gotten to the point where we forgot this. Is, but, it, big, is it big pharma? You know, I don't know. Um, maybe. But the fun thing is, is that our strips are patentable. And so, because you can't patent a naturally occurring substance. You can't patent cannabis, but you can patent the strips it goes on. And if the opioid guys would be like, hey, look, we'll take, I'll buy your strips from you and we'll just quit doing this. Great. You guys make money. Nobody else dies. Everybody's happy. And so the state, in the state income tax, I, I, I really like this from a goodness standpoint. Opioid addiction is terrible. Addiction is terrible. We got to do everything we can to help addicts. Whether so right, right now on the addiction function, we are adding 21 
thousand people per month, every month to the people who are addicted, even though we're losing, like in 2020, we lost 70,000 people died from opioid overdose, but we're still increasing the addiction numbers by 21,000 a month. So this problem is not only not going away, it's getting a lot worse. Wow. What are your next, because this is huge, Dr. Chalmers. What are your next steps on getting, you got the TED Talk and that's what this is covering. That, yes. So the TED Talk is going to be specifically about this. We got to get that pushed out to as many people as can see it, because I really think what's going to happen is I really think there's a lot of people who are 40, 50, 60, 70, who have changed their minds on cannabis, but the politicians don't know that. And so they're too scared. They're too scared to have a vote. They're too scared to say we should or we shouldn't. And so hopefully we can start a conversation and be like, look, you know what? A group of us don't like cannabis but we like it a lot more than we like addiction and death from opioid. And so if we just go, look, I'm not asking about, can we go smoke this on a Friday night? I'm asking, can the doctors prescribe cannabis instead of, or along with opioids? Are we all cool with that? And if we're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything to decrease the addiction and death, I'm cool with. Great. That's the next step I need the country to do. Decriminalize it. Here's the thing about decriminalization. I'm not saying it's legal. I'm just not saying it's illegal. What that allows us to do is we can now use banks to, to certify all these things and use credit cards and stuff like that. But we can also mm. ship stuff across state lines just, oh. be, just because it's legal in state A and legal in state B and they touch each other. You still can't cross the border because the border is federally controlled. So because oh. it be, because it's federally illegal, you cannot do that. And so we need to get decriminalized. So we get rid of all that. And then just just be like, look, from a from a country standpoint, we can do this for medicine. Let's just, let's start there. I don't want to talk about rec. Let's just start right there. The doctors can prescribe this instead of opioids. In fact, we can give you, we can give you a cannabis prescription. And if you're like, Hey man, that didn't work. We can then send you the opioids. Like I don't have a problem with, with doing the opioids as long as we tried everything else first. I don't want people to hurt, but I don't want them to get addicted and die. So we got to, what's the worst thing? Opioids are worse than everything. uh, Self-medication with alcohol is not good either. Correct. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, uh, you know, alcohol is legal, but you're, what you're telling me is that cannabis is less impactful on the body. 100%. So here's, here's the fun thing about this. Mm. The way that alcohol and opioids both work is they have receptor sites in the brain on the, what's called the pons. The pons is responsible for autonomic nervous system. It's the reason we breathe when we fall asleep. It's the reason we breathe when we're not thinking about it. Well, alcohol and opioids shut that off. And so you just stop breathing. So if you pass out, if you go to sleep, you just stop breathing and you die. And so that's what opioids and and alcohol both do. There are no receptors in the ponds for for cannabis. So that's why people smoke crazy amounts of cannabis and they never die. That's why you can't overdose on cannabis. That's one of the major reasons. So it's a much, 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 much safer option to start with than anything else we've got currently at the moment. All right. Again, I... I don't know anything about it. So I think you can tell I'm kind of curious by this discussion. It's fascinating. Dr. Chalmers, your book, uh, in fact, I think you need to write a second edition because there's so much that has gone on uh, in the world right now. I think your Pillars of Wellness was a Amazon bestseller. Yep. I, I thorough, It's a good read and the content is going to be in the bottom. But how can we get you to write a second edition with this chapter in it with uh, these other things in there? So here's here's the problem we are right now. Between writing the book and getting it published was about eight months. Right. In eight months, too much stuff transpires. And so what I'm going to try to do is do more ebooks 
or, you know, I'll throw everything on my sub stack. Um, Yeah, that type of stuff. So like, if I find something, I don't want to wait eight months for Google to find out about it. Like it took me four months. It took me four months to figure out how to fix COVID. People still don't know how to do it. So I'd like to be able to get stuff out as soon as we can. Go ahead. I want to give you a shout out. I've had COVID three times and your Dr. Chalmers mix of stuff is phenomenal. I mean, I walked in and Dr. Chalmers give it to my wife. She brings it home. Uh, second time uh, I had it. Uh, first time it was terrible. I didn't didn't have your concoction uh, in your special formula and all your vitamins and everything else. Second time I was down for a day. Yeah. Was, it, okay. I felt bad. Yeah, it was bad. And if I, the third time I got it, I was like, where's Dr. Chalmers formula? You know, so I had my wife come get it. It is an amazing. Tell us about that. Well, so the biggest issue is that COVID is not a respiratory issue. It's a vascular issue. So what okay. ends up happening is COVID actually activates the redden angiotensin aldosterone system, which causes massive vasoconstriction in the kidneys, heart, lung, and brain, which right. is if you look at everything, everybody's having hearts, heart attacks, and strokes and stuff like that. That's why. And so wow. it will it'll squeeze these blood vessels down so much that it cannot, it can no longer carry oxygen, the proper blood flow. It can't get waste out. And so what you do right. is you use, you use straight quinine, not hydroxychloroquine, but straight quinine to knock the spike protein off the ACE2 receptor site, allowing right. the blood vessels to dilate back out and then right. carry oxygen. What I do in the office is we'll also put people in a hyperbaric chamber because I can increase oxygen to the tissue by a thousand percent with that. The problem, wow. with, the problem with COVID is that these people could breathe just fine. The reason that people die when they got put on ventilators is because they could breathe just fine. Ventilators help you breathe. They're good for pneumonia, bad for COVID. They should have put those people in a hyperbaric chamber because it wasn't that the fuel tank wasn't getting full of gas. The engine wasn't getting it. If you have a full fuel tank and the engine doesn't get gas, the first thing you look at is the pipe, which is in this case, the blood vessel. And that's where the problem is. Wow. The bottle that you recommend. Now, when I was there and you told me about the bottle that I'm buying because the receptors for COVID are destroyed. I, I don't remember how you phrased this. And uh, so help me articulate this. The quinine, not the, the bottle that I'm buying has made me feel a lot better. The yeah. monthly regimen. Tell us what that is. Cause that's critical. Well, so here's the other piece. Um, COVID doesn't go away like a full flu or a cold and right. will come back every time your immune system drops. So it's much similar to herpes because once you get herpes, you got it. And like fever, blisters, cold sores, things like that. And then whenever it is you get sick and your immune system drops, it presents itself. Same thing with COVID. So as you're, you're everything's great. I feel fantastic. And you get a little right. bit sick, a sinus infection, a cold, something like that. And it pops back up. And people are like, man, this flu is kicking my ass. I don't know why this flu is so much worse than normal because it's right. flu and COVID. Yeah. I, I wonder why I was feeling so much better. I mean, just as a normal health, I take your vitamins recommended, uh, you know, your whole thing. And so not only are your biggest cheerleader out here, I mean, what is it? The hair care? I mean, you, you know, I need the hair care guys, you know, and I'm a customer as well, too. Or yeah. Whatever. Well, Dr. Chalmers, we're just about out of time. You've got the TED Talk coming up. You've got your uh, eBooks. How do people get a hold of you on your Substack or your your uh, social media? Tell us about what so all, you have there. All my social media is Dr. Chalmers one. You can just search for the Substack, Dr. Chalmers. Uh, you can do that one. Uh, and then the podcast is uh, Wellness Insights, Dr. Chalmers. Uh, you can pull up any of those. Uh, and so, you know, the Amazon book, the Kindle book, which is, I recommend, that one's like, I think, 99 cents. I wanted to keep it as cheap as possible so you can right. just get the information. So that's and, the best way. 
And uh, one of the things I re- uh, really enjoy is you've always on your podcast had questions at chalmerswellness.com. Yes. And, and I've had other people and I want to also give a shout out. Uh, you're, uh, you know, um, in famous, I guess. I knew somebody in the Philippines and they met a doctor that knew you. I mean, they actually went to a chiropractor. So that's pretty darn cool that you're known worldwide. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's getting fun. So, all right, Dr. Chalmers, thank you so much for your time. Thank Absolutely, you. sir. Have a good one.